0: The next segment is also Ahava. We're doing a bunch of Ahavas. And this one is Ahava Tivis, a natural love. I considered, I contemplated uh, doing a, a segment on Teva first, even though Teva is Tess and Ava is Aleph, and on other occasions I've sort of allowed myself to jump around. I decided against it mostly because it would get too, too much of a distraction, too involved. We will eventually get to Teva, and um, if you want to jump ahead and see if that entry already exists, and compare notes, uh, there'd be benefit in that. But we're doing now, a, a, as a sequel to all the other segments that we had on Ava we're doing now a class on avativis the meaning of avativis means a natural love or a love based on nature said in other words avativis is a love based on criteria on rules that the person doing the loving doesn't have to generate they already present within themselves because of the nature that was given to them by their creator. That's how you would translate Avativis. You love certain things naturally because your nature is to love them, so you don't have to create the love. The love is already in your nature, you simply have to actualize it. And of course the Marshall, the classic illustration or allegory for Avativis would be uh, biological love fathers, uh, avu ben, a father and a son, uh, a o a mother and a daughter, and of course a father and a daughter, a mother and a son, and in a slightly different way also uh, siblings. The argument is in Hasidus, and it could get quite deep and involved, is that the law between parents and children is infinite because loving children and children loving their parents is essentially loving themselves because they have what's called the same etzem, the same essence. And this commonality is spiritual. They share something in the soul. It's psychological, has to do with their kinship. And it also has to do with their personalities, meaning people who you are biologically close to share traits that have to do with character. And those characteristics, those character traits that make you the same, make the love that you have for members uh, of your own immediate family, a natural love—not a love that you have to develop, na- a love that's naturally there because since you love who you are, you love others who are like you. So, there's, in other words, there's a number of different factors to avativis There's the spiritual, there is the uh, psychological, and there's also similarities in character. In other words, there's something there's something conscious about the the natural love. You love other people who are very similar to you in their personalities and their characters because you share genes because you have the same Teva so the a love between a parent and a child is considered an infinite love a love between a child and a parent is considered an infinite love I'll just observe that in Gemara they say that the love from a parent to a child is stronger than the love from a child to a parent and the proof is from Baba Makhteres <laughs> Im Zorcha Love Dom and the Rashi says this goes only that a father will not kill a child, but not that a child will kill a father. While in the Zohar, they bring Tanya chapter 10 and chapter 41. I'm not quoting it precisely, but this the Zohar seems to imply that a child loves his parent more than he loves himself. And I think there's a bit of a contradiction. But what it says in the Gemara, what says in Desire, I think this is the difference between Nigla and Pneumius. This is a discussion for a different time. Bottom line is the love from parents to children is infinite, and love from children to parents is infinite and conscious. In other words, parents experience consciously that they love their children without any limits. Children certainly feel that love, and in some way they were able to reciprocate it. Siblings also have an infinite love for one another because they share genes if um, they're full siblings, they share all of their genes. Now of course I don't mean to say this simply on a genetic level, this is spiritual, this has to do with the neshama, it has to do with the personality, it has to do with the character, it has to do with a variety of different things, but siblings love one another in a natural way because they're really one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Hasidus would argue that the love between parents and children and children and parents is overt, is emotionally on the outside, and the love between siblings is subliminal, covert. You love your siblings, but you don't necessarily show it or even feel it, but it's there under the surface because it's a different kind of a relationship. But that's the definition of avativas and natural love in the mushal. And of course, the nimshal is that there's a love between a human being and God based on the fact that there's a piece of God inside of us. So it's our nature to love God just like it's our nature to love our parents. Because we love our parents, because our parents and we are one. We love God because God Almighty, the Eibush, the Hashem, and us, and we and I are one. That's called an uh, an Ahava Atzmis, a love which comes from the essence of the person, and it's based on the fact that on the level of the Etzim, we're one with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's the basic concept of Avativis, of a natural love. Now. There are a few things I want to say about a natural love and they're not all necessarily so great. The first is that a natural love never changes. A natural love has no component of novelty. Whatever the nature is that's been predetermined by the Creator, by the Abishter, by God, is what is and it cannot be changed. You have a natural love to parents, you don't have a natural love to non-parents. Now of course in the modern era where there's so much adoption and um, foster parenting in all kinds of different ways. There are many people who see uh, a parent who's not biologically their parent as their real parent and how you reconcile that with the Hasidic argument that the love from a child to a parent and a parent to a child is based on the commonality of their nature and their essence um, is a little bit hard to explain. I don't think it's impossible to explain it. It's it's a it's a question that deserves an answer, but um, this is not a class on Halacha, it's not a class on Hashkafor for Kibbut Aim for for step parents and for foster parents, so we're going to leave that alone. Um, But what Hasidus is talking about is a biological bond between parents and children, which creates a natural love, which, like I said before, the most important ingredient of a natural love is that it doesn't have to be created, there's nothing new about it and it cannot be changed, it is what it is, the the way we were created naturally. number one number two this natural love can exist in many conditions the first of which is that it's hidden a person can have parents and he may not even know who they are for all kinds of reasons so the love from a child to a parent and from a parent to a child is real and it's nature which means that ultimately there's a possibility for that love to show itself in an infinity but the parent doesn't know that love and certainly the child doesn't know that love because it's entirely hidden. In other words, since the love is natural and not consciously and deliberately generated, you can have this love and not know at all that you have it. And it can also be said about siblings. If you don't know that you have a sibling or children who did not grow up together for whatever reasons. So the Avatavis exists, they share the same etsem, they share the same gene, so to speak. So they love one another like they love themselves but because they don't know each other they certainly do not know each other intimately and well so the love remains hidden. So a person can have a natural love which is hidden and I'm going to say this now the next segment that I'm going to do is going to be an on, on hidden love which is a direct sequel to this one because of this aspect that the natural love is the only kind of love that you could have and not know you have it. Uh, an artificially generated love is an emotional experience and if you don't feel it you don't have it. The only kind of love that you could have towards somebody else that you don't even know you love them is if the love is not something that you created, but if the love is something that you were created with by your creator. So, avativis can be in a variety of different forms. The first is that you don't know yourself that you have it. And the second is that the avativis can be motivated by the mind and therefore limited to the mind. A person can use his mind to contemplate relationships, to develop feelings towards other people. And in the nimshal, of course, a person can use his mind to contemplate his relationship with God. But if a person uses his mind to contemplate his relationship with God, that's logical, that's limited, that doesn't involve complete uh, obliteration of self-identity, but it's I love God because I love myself. So they're using their mind to arouse the natural love and the natural love would be limited to what the mind inspires it to be. So the second condition of the natural love is that the natural love is revealed, but it's limited to the intellect. Now you wouldn't call that an intellectual love because it's not artificially generated by the mind. It's simply triggered by the mind, but the mind is triggering the natural love, but the degree, the measure of love that's being jostled into a state of excitement and emotional experience is limited to how much the brain understands. And then, of course, there's the notion of the natural love can be fully expressed, which is infinite. Because that's what an, that's what an etsem bond, that's what a, an essence bond means, that you're not a relationship between two people, but that you're in, inherently under the surface. One, and that can be fully manifested, then the love has no limit. So I just articulated three possibilities. Number one, you have hidden love and don't know it. Number two, you have a hidden love aroused by the mind, but limited to the mind. And number two you have a hidden love which is aroused in through the mind or some other means but the full measure of infinity of the love is manifest and then the ava tivis is an ava atzimis. then the natural love is an infinite love if you listen to my other segments on ahava you will learn that there are infinite loves that don't necessarily have to be dika loves it could be uh, other ways like takbeid arsa zavala kesef but for the most part, infinite love, infinite relationship with anything has to be natural, has to be based on the fact that at the core, at the essence of the lover and the love, there is a unity. Now, one of the ideas that Hasidus argues is that the nature of the natural love as we experience it depends on how we contemplate, how we do His bundliness. If we do no contemplation, no His bond in us, we have a natural love and don't know it if we do a contemplation where we contemplate the greatness of God but we contemplate the greatness of God according to the limitations of the intellect of the human mind so then the natural love will be limited like the example which is cited in Hasidus and I talked about this in the segment on Ava Salam, Ava Ava When you look at the Eivishtet as giving you life as it gives life to the whole world so the Eivishtet is not at your expense it's not that because Hashem exists you don't to the contrary God so to speak serves you that's an intellectual contemplation that gives us a relationship with God that's limited because it's not about contemplating how our existence is nothing in His presence to the contrary it's contemplating how our existence is Benefited by Him and we therefore love Him. So, when you contemplate God on that level, the love that's going to be aroused is going to be a finite avativis. Alternatively, if one contemplates God Almighty on higher levels that demonstrate the insignificance of the world or the literal and total nothingness of the world, then the very same love, avativis, is going to be awakened and aroused. But because the contemplation, how I'm talk, thinking about God Almighty, is I'm thinking about Him on a level that the world is insignificant. Or Hashem the Ken the world does not exist at all, because the nature of the contemplation contemplates that there is no world, so the love which is elicited would be an infinite love. The next segment, which is going to be an "Avamisuteris," will in many ways be a sequel to this segment, an avativis. Thank <music> you.